Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we are continuing with our 2023 fantasy football rankings. We did numbers 1 through 20 on the podcast last week. So today we're going to be doing numbers 21 through 50. It's a little bit more players. We are going to go through them kind of quick, but this is just my rapid thoughts as to where I am ranking them as of today, June 6, 2023. Now, if you missed last week's episode where we ranked 1 through 20, or if you're wondering, you know, where some guys might be, like a Ramondre Stevenson or a Amon Ross St. Brown, somebody like that, well, they might be on the first episode, so you might want to go ahead and check that out on the podcast feed. It is still there, I promise. And also, while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast feed. That way, you'll be notified when new episodes drops. We are going to be doing a whole lot of fancy football content this summer, uh, and so you're going to want to be here for all of it. So if you hit that subscribe button, you'll be getting notified when new episodes drop. Also, if you're interested in fantasy golf or betting on golf or one and done for golf or maybe even drafts or player props for golf, we've got you covered on that. Check out the podcast feed. We previewed this week's RBC Canadian Open, and we will be back next week for golf's third major, the U.S. Open being held at L.A. Country Club. Should be a great week for golf. Now, also, if you are somebody who generally buys fancy football content, whether it's a magazine, whether it's, you know, premium websites, something like that, I highly suggest you go ahead and invest in my Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. It is $3 a month and you'll get access to our full ranking spreadsheet, which is out now. And then also our draft guide, which is in the works as well. I'm updating that every day. Uh, and if you're somebody who's going to pay $20 for a magazine, you might as well just go ahead and pay $3 and you get the rankings and the draft guide and you can edit them how you want. And they're also live documents. So they're going to update um, as we head further into and closer to the regular season. So just a little recommendation, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. All right, so that does it for the introduction. Um, let's go ahead and start off the countdown with number 21. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. <laughs> At number 21, I have Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddell, who finished his wide receiver 8 last season, and I have him as my wide receiver 10 heading into 2023. Last season, he was actually the highest scoring wide receiver 2 on the league, or in other words, of anybody who was not the leading receiver on his team. He was the one who scored the most fantasy points, which makes sense because Tyreek Hill is still very good at football. Jalen Waddell is also very good as well. Now, if you're looking at the discrepancy as opposed to um, where I had him as wide receiver 10 and the fact that he was wide receiver 8 last year. Um, the only two guys that I have ahead of him who were not ahead of him last year are Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, who spent most of last season hurt. So I think it's going to be a pretty predictable season. I have Waddle pretty much staying right where he was at last year. Now, number 22 is going to be my wide receiver 11. That is Garrett Wilson. He finished his wide receiver 21 last year. But believe it or not, he was actually a top 10 fantasy wide receiver if you exclude all games where Zach Wilson was at quarterback. Yeah, which unfortunately for him was not the whole season. So that's why he was only wide receiver 21. So because of this, with getting Aaron Rodgers to be the Jets' new quarterback, I think that gives Garrett Wilson a super high ceiling, especially because he profiles to be his team's wide receiver one. I think he actually has a higher ceiling than the guy who's ranked right ahead of him in Jalen Waddle. But I really do think that Garrett Wilson does have a wide range of outcomes. He's still a guy that we only have one year of data to go off of. So I've got him ranked right here at wide receiver 11. And I really do think that with Aaron Rodgers in New York, I think he is going to have a really solid season, and I've got him coming in at number 22. Now, speaking of New York Jets, number 23 is Brees Hall, who is my running back 11. Now, I'm assuming in this ranking 
that he is going to be able to be healthy for week one and play all 17 games. Now, um, last year, he'd only got to play seven games before tearing that ACL, and he was running back seven in fantasy points per game through that time. He actually had double-digit fantasy points in every single game that he played. Now, there is some variability in running backs coming off of a torn ACL, so because of that variability, I don't have him ranked quite as high as he finished last year, so I've got him checking in here at RB11, number 23 overall for Brees Hall. Now, number 24 is going to be T. Higgins. So um, I'm kind of going to, you know, do a little advertisement here. Go back and listen to my 1 through 20 episode to hear what I have to say about Jamar Chase because it kind of goes with what I have to say about T. Higgins. There's not as much separation in the two of them as it might seem in terms of their targets, in terms of the yards and their touchdowns. So I'm higher on T. Higgins than most. Um, What really brings his numbers last year down was that he had three goose eggs where there were games that he started and didn't finish or dressed and didn't really play uh, or one game that was just outright canceled. You know, obviously... I don't have any issue with the NFL canceling the game, but if you look at his numbers from last year, it's going to have that zero factored in. Uh, and so he finished his wide receiver 18 last year. So definitely, you know, a ranking that could have been higher. And I've got him coming in as my wide receiver 12 for that reason. Now, next up, this is the big one because I've got the three quarterbacks, the big three quarterbacks, right here as 25, 26, and 27. And those three are, in no particular order, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Jalen Hurts. Now, I have them ranked as a group higher on the board than most. I also have them all grouped together. Because in redraft leagues, which is what these rankings are intended for, redraft PPR leagues, they have similar value because they're giving you a similar advantage over your competition, right? If you draft one of these three guys, what you're banking on is that they're going to score more points per game than your opponent's quarterback. And so that'll kind of even out you not taking a running back or a wide receiver or a tight end with that pick. So because they're giving you pretty much similar value, and they're also all pretty close in value to begin with, in my opinion, I've got them ranked back to back to back here in 25, 26, and 27. Now, last year, Jalen Hurts actually led them in terms of fantasy points per game with 25.6. Patrick Mahomes was 25.3. Josh Allen was 24.3. So all three of them finished within 1.3 fantasy points per game of each other. And... Josh Allen was 2.7 fantasy points per game ahead of Joe Burrow. There is a substantial gap from these big three quarterbacks to the next little tier that begins with Joe Burrow. Spoiler alert, that's going to be coming up later. So my number one quarterback for the 2023 season is going to be Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. In the last three seasons, he's finished as quarterback one, quarterback one, and quarterback three in terms of fantasy points per game. And um, it's pretty good. That, that That's pretty doggone good. If you haven't finished worse than quarterback three in the last three years, that's um that's just elite, right? And he's also a guy who's never been injured and missed games. He did have the wrist injury last year that banged him up a little bit, but he never missed time for it. And it didn't seem to impact his production either. He actually ran for the most yards in a season in his entire career in the 2022 season. Now, Patrick Mahomes is going to be my QB2 for this year. He's never finished outside the top six in terms of quarterbacks fantasy points per game since he became a starter, which goes back six seasons. And he led the league in passing yards and touchdowns last year. And I'll be honest, if you've listened to this podcast for a year, if you know me, you know I love me some Patrick Mahomes. I think he's the best quarterback on the planet. I think he is probably the most skilled quarterback to ever play the game. And he does more through the air than Allen and Hurts do. But I think that Allen with the rushing yards and touchdowns that he's going to get you definitely give him a little bit more upside and that's kind of played out in the last three seasons. Now, speaking of rushing upside, Jalen Hurts is my QB3, 
And like I mentioned earlier, he was QB1 in fantasy points per game last season. The rushing yards and touchdowns that he's going to get increase his floor, even if he doesn't sustain the success that he had as a passer last season. Because I kind of think he could be in for just a little bit of regression from a fantasy perspective. He is getting a new offensive coordinator with Shane Steichen going over to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. And he did have a lot of rushing touchdowns last year, which we could see regress just a little bit as the Eagles have changed personnel in their backfield. So I really do still think that Jalen Hurts has a super high floor and super high ceiling, but I definitely think that last year was the absolute ceiling for Jalen Hurts, and so I've got him slotted in, you know, not too shabby, as my quarterback three heading into next season. Now, after the quarterbacks, I have a run of running backs. At number 28 is Aaron Jones, 29, Najee Harris, and 30, Travis Etienne. They are my running backs 12, 13, and 14 on the season. Now, Aaron Jones has been a top 11 running back in terms of fantasy points per game in each of the last four years. He's a super high floor option, and he actually set a career high in receptions last year. And, you know, the Packers, if you haven't heard, they have a new quarterback in Jordan Love. And what's a new quarterback's best friend? Checked so that could mean a lot of success for Aaron Jones if Jordan Love is willing to check the ball down to him. I think he's a super safe, high floor option, which is why he checks in at running back 12. Najee Harris, my running back 13, closed the season strong after kind of a slow start to finish his running back 14 in 2022. Uh, and it's because of the insane volume that he gets that I like him as a fantasy player. He was sixth in the league in total touches last year, and he just really... I don't know. He's not super duper effective with the ball in his hands, but it's in his hands enough that I really like him in fantasy. And I think the Steelers offense is going to take a little bit of a step forward this year in Kenny Pickett's second year. So I definitely think there, there's going to be some opportunity for Najee Harris to definitely pay off that price tag. Now, Travis Etienne is my running back 14, and he finished his running back 17 last year. This is a very divisive player. I've seen rankings that have him, you know, borderline top 10 and then also borderline out of the top 20. Um, he's just a guy that, like, I don't know, man. Like, he's hard to kind of figure out what he's going to be. Coming out of college, I thought he was going to be this great, you know, offensive weapon that's a receiver out of the backfield, but he doesn't really do that. And he's not really like a slow plotter that's great in the red zone and going to score a lot of touchdowns either. Those are the two things that like really lead to a lot of scoring for running backs is touchdowns in the red zone and passing opportunities. And he doesn't do either of those. And the Jaguars also drafted a pretty solid running back in Tank Bigsby as well. So I kind of just don't really know what to make of Travis Etienne. I think he's got a super wide range of outcomes, but I do think that running back 17 last year is a realistic target for him. And I've got him here at running back. 14 and number 30 in my overall rankings. All right, so let's take a quick breather and then let's break down 31 through 40. Coming in at number 31, we have my second tight end in my rankings, which is Mark Andrews of the Baltimore Ravens. Andrews actually finished his tight end four last season, but was third among all tight ends in total targets. And he's just a year removed away from being tight end one in 2021, which um, this is kind of important. Lamar Jackson played most of the games that year. He did not last year. So I really do like the fact that he's getting Lamar Jackson back as his quarterback. I also like the fact that the Ravens have a new OC, Todd Munkin, who should kind of look to open up this offense a little bit from kind of the heavy rushing attack that was featured under Greg Roman. He's probably going to feature a little more 11 personnel, which will probably be good for Andrews because it's probably going to mean that he's going to be matched up on either bigger, slower linebackers or smaller, weaker defensive backs. So I really do like what this could do for Andrews. Now, he is clearly the tight end, too, for this season, in my opinion. 
He's given you a huge advantage over the rest of the pack, which is why he comes in here at number 31. I've seen places have him higher. I've seen places have him lower. But I think that the advantage that you're getting over the next group of tight ends, I think this is right about the spot where you'd want to take Mark Andrews. Now, at number 32 is my wide receiver 13, which is Devontae Smith, who very quietly finished last year as wide receiver 9. Now, I mentioned how Jalen Waddell was the highest scoring wide receiver 2 last season. Well, Devontae Smith was the highest targeted wide receiver 2, had the most targets out of any wide receiver 2 in the entire league, and that steady run of targets along with that consistent chemistry with Jalen Hurts gives him a super high floor, and I really think the Eagles offense you know, could just be as good as it was last year, so I think there is a really good track record for Devontae Smith. I've got him coming in at wide receiver 13. Now at number 33 is my wide receiver 14, which is Chris Olave of the New Orleans Saints. This is a guy that I like a lot, y'all. He finished last year's wide receiver 25 overall, but that was, you know, with missing two games and really not as a super full-time player. He only played 74% of his team's snaps last season, but when he was in, he did work. He had a massive 26.7% target share, which was good for 15th in the entire league, and he was eighth in the league in air yards. Translation, when Chris Olave was in the game, he was getting targeted, and he was getting targeted deep down the field, which is what we like to see from wide receivers. I also think that his QB play should improve with Derek Carr as his quarterback. Regardless of how you feel about Derek Carr, I think he's better than the cocktail of Andy Dalton, Taysom Hill, and Jameis Winston. So I really do like where Chris Olave is trending. He's coming in as my wide receiver 14. Now at number 34 overall, my wide receiver 15 is going to be DK Metcalf, who is the only Seattle receiver you're going to hear from this episode because this is just now a crowded wide receiver room. Metcalf finished last year's wide receiver 16, which is pretty solid. And I think he's a candidate for positive touchdown regression. Uh, we saw a lot more touchdowns last year from Tyler Lockett than I think anybody expected. And so if a few of those go DK's way, you're definitely looking at a very, very solid fantasy product. But I do think the presence of rookie Jackson Smith and Jigba doesn't help things a little bit. I definitely think you could see DK's target share reduced just a little bit. So I do have him coming in as wide receiver 15. Whereas before Jackson Smith and Jigba got there, I think you could make an argument for him to be wide receiver 12. Now, number 35 overall is a guy that I'm higher on than most, which is Jameer Gibbs, rookie out of Alabama for the Detroit Lions. He is my running back 15, and um, I, I really like Jameer Gibbs, y'all. He's a guy that I've taken in a lot of best ball drafts so far. Uh, I just think he's got a lot of upside. Um, if you look at the track record for first-round running backs, it's really good. Six of the last eight running backs taken in the first round of the NFL draft finished the season in the top 10 for running backs in their rookie year. That's 75%. That's a pretty good track record. Also, if you think that it's just apples to apples, he's going to take over the role vacated by DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift finished last year's running back 16. I think he's a little bit more explosive of a player than DeAndre Swift. I think he's a little more built um, to stay healthy and run between the tackles than DeAndre Swift was. And I think he is arguably even a better receiver than DeAndre Swift was. This guy was dominating as a receiver for Alabama last year coming out of the backfield. He was really Bryce Young's main target for the first half of the season. So I really like what the Lions have in Jameer Gibbs. His coaching staff clearly loves him as well to draft him as high as they did. So Jameer Gibbs checking in at running back 15 for me, and I think he's got a super high ceiling. My number 36 overall is my wide receiver 16, which is Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers. 
look, he just got to stay healthy. In terms of a per-game basis, he's still a pretty good wide receiver. He's been wide receiver 11 or better in terms of fantasy points per game in each of his last three seasons. He's just got to be able to stay healthy so that he can give you that wide receiver 11 production for all 17 games. I don't know if I'm a full believer in it because I've got him ranked as wide receiver 16. Now, next up, we got a run of running backs. Joe Mixon at 37 as my running back 16. Dalvin Cook at 38 as my running back 17. James Conner at 39 as my running back 18. And Damian Pierce as my running back 40 as running back 19. So, got a lot to break down here. Joe Mixon and Dalvin Cook. I think it's likely that at least one of them's moving teams. At least more than likely Dalvin Cook, right? So also be stay tuned because I could probably have Alexander Madison sliding in here. Um, this is kind of where I've got them at for their current situations, right? Like if both of these guys stay with the Vikings and Bengals respectively for Cook and Mixon, um, I think this is about where I would have them at. Um, if As the season gets closer, if we get more clarity, I might be inclined to move them up. Um, if they get traded or cut and end up at a suboptimal destination, I might be inclined to move them down. But with where everything currently stands is where I've got them at. But stay tuned because they're very fluid situations. Now, James Conner is another guy that I like a lot along with Jameer Gibbs. Conner is my running back 18, and he's just, I'm kind of staking my claim. He's one of my guys heading into next season. He was running back 19 last season, and he was running back nine in terms of fantasy points per game. And it's kind of widely thought that Kyler Murray is going to miss a lot of time this year for the Cardinals, if not the whole season. And that's not an issue for James Conner. He had at least 13 fantasy points in every game that Kyler Murray missed last season. He actually averaged 19.8 fantasy points per game in that span. Health can be a question mark for James Conner also, but he's only missed six games in the two years that he spent as a Cardinal. I really like the upside for James Conner. I really think he could definitely outfinish running back 19. And depending on the situation with Mixon, and Cook, I could probably have him up much higher in my rankings by the time August comes around. Damian Pierce rounds out the top 40 as my running back 19. He finished his running back 26 last year and was running back 20 in fantasy points per game, largely because he missed four games. And he just got huge volume as the bell cow back in Houston. They didn't really have much else in their running back room. Um, but the problem is his, he caught 30 passes last year, which is not bad, but like if you want to be a top 10 fantasy running back, you're probably going to need to be in at least the 50s or 60s or scoring a lot of touchdowns. And you know, call me crazy, but I don't see the Houston offense scoring that many touchdowns. So I would really like to see him get more involved in the passing game to give himself that higher ceiling. But I do think he has a solid floor. I think this offense will be a little bit better with CJ Stroud under center. Uh, and so I've got Damian Pierce checking in as my running back 19. All right, that does it for number 40. So let's take a quick breather and then let's talk 41 through 50. All right, kicking off with number 41, we've got my wide receiver 17, which is DeAndre Hopkins, who is currently a man without a team. So obviously this ranking is greatly subject to change, but I've got him ranked for probably the median outcome, I would say, uh, depending on where his landing spot ends up being. If it were to say end up being a, a great spot like a Kansas City or... Buffalo or Dallas, I'd probably rank him up a little bit. But if it were a suboptimal landing spot, I'd probably move him down the board just a little bit. So um, very hugely subject to change for DeAndre Hopkins. Now, number 42 is my running back 20, which is going to be Kenneth Walker III. Now, one thing that you've probably noticed in these rankings podcasts, if you're listening to them, is that I am a big believer in assessing where your player was at last season 
and coming up with reasons why they might outperform or underperform to where they did last year, right? And so Kenneth Walker was running back 18 last year. He had a great rookie season, um, and he split time for the first five weeks also. And so once Rashad Penny got hurt, he was better than running back 18. But, you know, that strong, you know, finish line did get him, you know, up to that spot at the very end. Now I've got him ranked in running back 20, which is slightly lower than running back 18. And that's because he really wasn't all that efficient with his touches. Um, he did not break a whole lot of tackles. He was not like super explosive. So I think the Seattle coaching staff kind of, they either noticed that or they identified that as an area of need. They went out and drafted Zach Charbonnet. So um, I'm kind of worried about Zach Charbonnet eating into Kenneth Walker's carries, maybe even eating into his starting position. So I've got Kenneth Walker coming in at running back 20. I know I'm lower on him than most, but I really do think the fact that they went and drafted Zach Charbonnet a year after drafting Kenneth Walker is a little bit of a bad sign for Kenneth Walker. Now, number 43 is my wide receiver 18. This is another guy I'm staking my claim as one of my guys this year. That is Marquise Brown of the Arizona Cardinals. He is getting the boost with DeAndre Hopkins leaving Arizona. He did average over 10 targets per game last season for the first six games when DeAndre Hopkins was suspended. So, I mean, kind of just thinking logically, that would seem to be the trend if you know, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. He's going to average over 10 targets per game. And in that stretch, he averaged 18 fantasy points per game. And he was a top 10 wide receiver through the first week, six weeks of the season. Now, obviously there might not be a Kyler Murray this year, but I really don't know if that matters if Brown is getting that same level of volume that he had at the start of last season. Yeah, I know the Cardinals are probably going to be bad, but bad teams got to score points too, right? Like they're still going to be throwing the ball. He's still going to get the ball thrown his way. I really do like the upside of Marquise Brown as my wide receiver 18. Now, number 44 is my or is my wide receiver 19, who is Amari Cooper of the Cleveland Browns, um, who finished as wide receiver 10 last year, which might shock some people right now that finish as wide receiver 10 though that was a little bit inflated um he did play every game so like he finished ahead of like jamar chase as wide receiver 11 but he was not as effective on a per game basis as jamar chase in fact amari cooper actually finished as wide receiver 17 in fantasy points per game so not as elite as it would sound right now my one kind of cause for concern is his lack of production with Deshaun Watson under center. He only bested 14 fantasy points once in six games with Deshaun Watson under center. That's kind of bad. Now, Watson was kind of bad in that stretch. And so, you know, it, it would stand to reason that if Watson bounces back a little bit, Cooper's going to bounce back a little bit as well. Um, and I definitely think Amari Cooper in this range has a super high floor because he had a massive target share of 26% last year. Uh, and so even if, you know, Deshaun and Amari can't get on the same page, even if Deshaun is not the same guy that he was, um, you know, pre-suspension, um, then I still think that that massive target share gives Amari Cooper a pretty solid floor to start on. Now we're going a little bit outside the box with the next two picks, getting out of the run of running backs and wide receivers that we've had. We've got Joe Burrow as my number 45. He is my quarterback four. He was quarterback four last season. Now, last season, Joe Burrow was in a tier of his own, and that's kind of where I've got him ranked as well. Last year, he finished 2.7 fantasy points per game behind Josh Allen, but 1.2 fantasy points per game clear of his next competition. Uh, and so... That's kind of where I've got him, right? He's the last quarterback that's going to be on this list. Sorry, Justin Fields. Sorry, Lamar Jackson. Y'all are going to come up um, on another day. Um, and so we've got Joe, Joe Burrow here at 45. I think he does give you a lot of solid value. The um, Bengals returned a lot of their weapons from last year. I still think they're going to be very good offense. Uh, and so Joe Burrow, 
pretty consistent, pretty solid fantasy option. I don't think he has the upside to finish as QB1 because he does not really run the ball as much as some of these other guys, and that's kind of one of the secrets to finishing his quarterback one. Um, but I do think that he is a solid, solid start if you get him in your fantasy drafts. Now, for number 46, a guy who's kind of in a similar situation in a way, as Joe Burrow, is TJ Hawkinson. He's my tight end three. He finished last year as tight end two, which he was, you know, tight end two for the duration that he was with the Minnesota Vikings as well, which is worth noting. Um, now, what worries me, though, is that he wasn't quite as effective in a per-game basis um, as Mark Andrews. He had uh, Hawkinson had 16 more targets over the course of the season than Mark Andrews, but they finished with about the same fancy points per game. Uh, and so what that means is Hawkinson's quality of targets and, like, the amount of touchdowns that he scored was just not as good as Mark Andrews. Uh, and so that's why I do have Andrews ranked a little higher, but the consistency of how he was targeted uh, and how many times he was targeted um, with the Minnesota Vikings specifically does give me a lot of optimism for TJ Hawkinson as my tight end three. Much like Joe Burrow, he is kind of in a tier of his own. He is the last tight end that is going to be in this episode. Now, number 47 and 48 are two teammates. Care to guess who they are? Well, time's up. It's Chris Godwin and Mike Evans in that order. And they're my wide receiver 20 and 21. Now, I have them in that order, Godwin, then Evans. But last year, they finished reverse of that order. Godwin was wide receiver 19, and Evans was wide receiver 17. Godwin actually got more targets, though. In fact, 15 more targets. That's almost one per game more than Mike Evans. But he did have three less touchdowns. That's 18 fantasy points right there. Now, obviously, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have lost Tom Brady. But I still think that there's going to be plenty of passing volume to go around. This team was a team that just could not run the ball last year and did not try to run the ball last year. So I think you might see that trend a little bit, you know, kind of continue with the Buccaneers again this year. Uh, and if it does, Godwin and Evans are like the only two competent pass catchers that they have. And so you're going to see a steady flow of volume head these two guys way. Even if their offense is not as good as it was with Brady under center, I still think the volume of the targets that we're going to see gives them enough value to be my wide receiver 20 and 21 for Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Now I'm ending this episode with two more wide receivers and they might not be who you would guess. Terry McLaurin is my wide receiver 22. He is number 49. And Jerry Judy is my wide receiver 23. He is number 50. McLaurin very quietly finished last year as wide receiver 14, which was the best finish of his career. And last year, he had a big target share with a lot of deep targets. And I kind of like the idea of Sam Howell under center for the commanders and what it might do for Terry McLaurin. Now, it's a limited sample size, but just kind of thinking back to what we saw out of Sam Howell at North Carolina, he is a guy who plays with very little fear. Um, he likes pushing the ball downfield. And he just kind of is one of these guys that he just kind of makes things happen, right? You know, you know, he's a little bit of a scrambler. He's a little bit of a gunslinger. And, and so I kind of think that that a little more aggressive approach will help Terry McLaurin, who can get open deep down the field, who can get open, you know, in late breaking routes. And so I do like Terry McLaurin a lot with this quarterback change for Washington. Uh, and so I've got him as my wide receiver 22. Now, Jerry Judy finished last year as wide receiver 22 himself, and he actually did his best work after the Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett. Over the last five games of the 2022 season, Jerry Judy averaged eight targets per game and 20 fantasy points per game. Now, obviously, the coaching change helped him last year, and this year, the Denver Broncos have Sean Payton coming in. And believe me, I know as a Carolina Panthers fan who had to play Sean Payton's teams twice a year, Sean Payton's worth about three wins. Like, he just... I don't know exactly how to quantify it. Like, like I'm a math guy. I, I look for ways to 
quantify and analyze everything. I don't really have the words for it. I just can tell you that Sean Payton's worth about three wins a year. And, and what he does for an offense is just incredible. And so um, he's had a history of finding slot receivers in New Orleans, whether it was, you know, Robert Meacham, Lance Moore, Devery Henderson, the, those random guys like that. And then it turned into Willie Sneed and Brandon Cooks and Michael Thomas. Like he uses the slot receiver a lot. And so um, Jerry Judy could be that guy for the Sean Payton offense here in Denver. Uh, and so I've got him as my wide receiver 23. And I think he's got a lot of upside. He is the 50th player in my rankings. So just on the outside looking in for this show are, in no particular order, Debo Samuel, Isaiah Pacheco, Drake London, and Rashad White. Now, Debo Samuel, I'm lower on than most. Um, If you want to find out why, stay tuned the rest of the summer as we've got more fantasy football coverage coming your way. Now, I do not know whether I'm going to keep the rankings going or not, depending on how this episode shows. Um, If you guys want me to keep doing the rankings like 51 through 80 or 51 through 100 or whatever it may be, then let me know. You know, um, post a comment to this episode on Spotify. um, Give a rating and review on Apple. um, Hit me up on Twitter at Mike's Money Picks if you want to see more of the rankings. Um, If you want to see more of the rankings, but you don't feel the need to listen to them, Head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. I've got all the rankings 51 through 225 there on the Patreon um, for that ranking spreadsheet. So that does it for this episode. Like I said earlier, hit that subscribe button. You'll be notified when new episodes drop. And we've got fancy football content coming your way all summer long. And so you'll be notified every time one of them drops. You'll also be notified every time a golf episode drops, which we will be next week for the U.S. Open, which we did this week for the RBC Canadian Open. And then also we're going to have some other sports previews here on the podcast coming your way this summer. Um, We're going to get some guests on and we're going to talk college football, college basketball, and more. Uh, So if you're interested in any of those, hit that subscribe button. And if you like what you're hearing, rate the podcast, review the podcast. It really helps me out a lot. All right, that does it for this episode, guys. Um, best of luck as you continue to prepare for your drafts this season, or if you're already doing best ball drafts, best of luck to you in that. Um, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next time. Mm-hmm.